You're listening to the Pure Fury Creations Podcast Network, powered by Anchor.fm. The following is a close to the heart presentation in association with the PFC Podcast Network and has been rated L for mature audiences only. Some language and dialogue may not be suitable for members of a family under 18 years of age. Welcome to a show that's as real as it gets. Real topics, real conversations, probably some real controversy. I'm Jason Klaus. Join me and Amy Sheridan as we bring you the real here on the PFC Podcast Network powered by Anchor.fm. and welcome to the real podcast here on the pfc podcast network powered by anchor.fm i'm jason klaus and of course i am being joined by my my partner in crime in this particular endeavor i'm talking of course about amy sheridan amy uh we tried this last week yeah <laughs> and um we like failed we, miserably no it wasn't us it wasn't our fault I will not, I will not take the blame. I'm sure shit not going to let you take the blame. It was a complete failure on the um, the hosting site that we record this on, and that's all I'll say about it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we were having some technical difficulties. To say the least. And like it was real ones. Yeah. I, I mean, we were sitting here wondering, is, is our internet connection fucked up? Is there something going on? Um, you know, with our computers, with our phones, you know, whatever. I mean, I hopped off here. I got on my phone. Same thing. And then, like I had told you before we came on the air here, um, later that evening, I was on a Zoom call. No issues whatsoever. Yeah. And um, then. Yeah, weird, right? <laughs> uh, I know it wasn't our fault. No, so we will not be taking responsibility. This was not our, this is one of those extenuating circumstances that are out of our control. And uh, but hey, they say absence makes the heart grow fonder, and especially with this topic. Now, before we get into that, let's play a little bit of catch up with. With me and you, and we have a special guest that's going to join us on this week's show. Somebody I'm I'm more than excited about. Again, we tried this shit last week, and it just didn't materialize. So now I've had the week to think about it. I'm looking forward to it. So before we bring our special guest on, how's things in your neck of the woods? Um, my neck of the woods is great. It's hot. Yeah, it is. And, I mean, I'm I'm so boring. I'm so freaking boring. I will say, um, so I <laughs> I started Weight Watchers this week. So, oh, yeah. So we'll see how that goes. I just I need to regulate something. Something is just going on with me. I don't know what the hell it is. I don't know if it's stress. I don't know. Like usually. <laughs> Usually if I have too much stress, like my hair falls out. And we'll get into more of that later. <laughs> I feel you. As, as <laughs> I bet you do. Yes, I'm Son sure you bitch. know exactly how that feels. <laughs> I've lost it on top. The shit on my face is turning, you know, white and gray. Like I'm a mess over here. Right. But we're making it. But we're making right. it. Yeah, I mean, other than that, like I'm, I don't, I I feel like I should be like so much more exciting, but like really 
the whole, like this past two weeks has just been nothing but threatening my youngest that he's not going to have a birthday party in a couple of weeks unless he gets his room cleaned. You know, oh, like yeah. that, that's the kind of fun we have in this house. <laughs> you know? <laughs> uh, I get it. I get it to, to some degree for sure. Yeah. We uh, like work, eat, sleep, yell at the kids. Work, eat, sleep, yell at the so we got the uh, the holiday weekend uh, approaching. I mean, when this drops, it will yeah. be in the in the heart of of the holiday weekend. You guys have any plans for for that? Um. Well, initially we did, but then the like the fireworks got moved to next weekend. I um, heard that. Yeah, on Chase's birthday, so we're gonna. <laughs> it's gonna be like pizza and cake at like six o'clock just for the grandparents and he's going to have like a couple of his like little friends or whatever come over and stay the night and then we're going to go to the fireworks and then the next day we're going to take him to urban air and you know so he can jump and have all that fun goodness and and then we're just going to drop kids off but for this weekend i we have i haven't even thought about it like we have no plans i forget that is the 4th of July weekend. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, like, my days, I've been off work. So, like, my days kind of blended. They did anyway because I'm on third shift. And yeah. as we're recording this, it's actually my first night back in, like, two months. So, this is going to be interesting. Um, mm-hmm. But I forget that it's it's the holiday weekend. Brittany it, had to drive up to Saginaw work and she was at standstill traffic and we're like and i'm like why would you be in standstill traffic on a you know you know here today on a thursday no less and she's like well the holiday everybody's going north i'm like oh yeah yeah i forgot that lapeer for whatever reason is this the first time they're not having the fireworks on the actual holiday i don't think it's like the first time they haven't had the fireworks like on the actual holiday um i think because usually like if it's like in the middle of the week usually they'll do like a saturday or they used to anyways they used to make it either on a friday or a saturday but this year so their original company it was set to be this weekend or on the fourth i i can't remember which one it was either saturday or or on the actual you know monday the fourth of july um but the original company they went through, apparently there's like a, a worker shortage. So the company actually like returned all their money and canceled. So the only other, um, they, they found another company, only one with like an opening even near or around the 4th of July. And that was on July 8th was like the only date that they had. So yeah, that's why it changed. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, well, like, yeah, I guess that makes sense, but wasn't shit. for lack of planning. But I mean, can you imagine those firework people? I mean, like this is your bread and butter, right? And not having enough workers and having to cancel such a big show, you know that that's that's shitty. I guess my whole thing with that, as you're laying all that out, my thing is, it's not like they didn't know this was coming. I know. Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like a a big day, you know, in this country. Right. And, uh, okay. I mean, if that's what they want to go with. Maybe they found a better gig. Who knows? (laughs) Yeah, that could be very well. Right. Maybe they made the whole fucking thing up. (laughs) They just just found a better paying gig. Right. Yeah, that could be. Christ, who knows? Who knows? Uh, Speaking of paying, I suggest that everybody should run over to the official online store of the PFC Podcast Network, where you will find, as promised, it was released yesterday, as a matter of fact. Oh, I'm so uh, excited for this. <laughs> the brand new 7 eighths a t-shirt is now I'm, available. I, I swear to God, I'm going to fucking buy that goddamn shirt. I'm <laughs> going to buy it. It's so, it's so fucking funny. We're ridiculous. Like, it's, it's one of those... If you know, you know. Right. Shirts. Yeah. You know. Otherwise, so people I'm, are like, what like, does that mean? 
I don't know. I'm super excited. Like, I don't even want to buy any of my own shit, only because I'm I'm not like that. <laughs> I mean, oh, I'll no. tell everyone else to go buy it, but I feel weird, like, wearing my own sh- stuff. Look, but, I have absolutely no, no shame whatsoever. No Walk sh- around in public. I'll even go to a formal event with something with my face on it. I don't like, give a shit. I'm not ashamed. <laughs> I'm just, I don't know. I'm just like... <laughs> I don't like to, uh, I don't like to, like, tote on myself, you know, I don't know. I get it. I um, don't care. <laughs> <laughs> but I'll, like, do it for everyone else. Right. Yeah, that's me. Like, when I go clothes shopping for myself, I bring home an ass load of clothes for everyone else. <laughs> I understand. I love it, though. I absolutely love it. I have I such it. an addiction. I need to stop shopping. <laughs> <clears throat> well, look, if you're going to be addicted to something, there could be a hell of a lot worse other things to be addicted to. So, I mean, I get it. I get it. I'm pretty sure my husband um, appreciates all the basketball shorts and clothes <laughs> and socks and shit. I'll be like, oh, my God, look what I got you. <laughs> well, you've just laid out a perfect transition here. Because your husband, Tim, is our special guest this week. He is. He's so amazing. um, Very much. Tim, it's been a long time since since you and I have have had an opportunity to talk. Tim was a superstar with the Michigan Wrestling Organization. That's where I had initially met him. And, um, you know, you've heard heard the story kind of laid out here on the show. he and Amy are very happily married. They're celebrating 10 years this year. Uh, 14 very, years being together, 10 yeah. years married. Still, I mean, that's quite the <laughs> incredible feat. But Tim, Tim, I mean, this day and age, you know what I'm saying? Um, Tim is joining us because he has a very unique perspective on our topic. It's going to be a couple-parter here, I think. You know, yeah. as, as we break this down, we've alluded to it since day one. Now yeah. we are we are going to start tackling the story. Okay, um, <laughs> yeah, it is. Um, Amy joins roller derby. Amy joins roller derby. Shit. <laughs> the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah, very one. ugly. So, I mean, this is your story. Um, you know, I... Lay it out how you want. I'll pipe in with questions or things of this nature that that come up. And Tim, by all means, um, I, I guess before we get started, how's things with you, man? It's been a long time. I've just been super busy with work. You know, it's just work, 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 work every damn day. Tired. I hear you. No, I get you. I, I hear you. Pretty cool to actually finally get on the podcast, though. Listening every week, and I told you he wanted on so bad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we actually talked about it on the last episode, um, kind of as a special guest in place of Jim Burgett over on what used to be called Tea Time. So you know, used yeah, what used to be called Tea Time. We <laughs> gotta change no. that name, bitch. Is he still ghosting you? <laughs> Uh, look, he started a new job. He's got a new girlfriend. He's, and he's he's got a job where he doesn't have a set schedule, so he he never knows one day or the other when he's going to be home. And like I've got shit going on here, and you know, again, I work third shift, so I only have like a limited window between when he would get home and when I would have to leave for work. So it's it's a it's a whole thing. I want me his girlfriend. <laughs> I I had the pleasure of, Did you? of me, yes. Is of, she nice? She's very nice. And he yeah. seems legitimately happy. Aww. Like happier than I've seen him in a long time. So it's, it's, it's ob- been a while. I was right. beginning to wonder if he'd ever find his his penguin. I mean he had to look across the border, but I <laughs> Then no shame in that. Oh, the oh. Canadian girl. He is. Yep. Tim's racist against Canadians. You know, I I have always had a bad taste in my mouth for Canadians. 
only because of my experience with them has not been overwhelmingly positive. You know, I've only been into Canada a couple times. I have no shitting plans whatsoever on never returning because of the way I was treated there. So, Tim, I I get you, man. I mean, I don't know where where the basis of of your feelings come from, but I was treated horribly by by Canadians. So they can have it. I don't thank you. No, mine is a. Uh, I wouldn't say I'm racist <laughs> against Canadians. That's pretty harsh to say. But <laughs> actually, a period of my life, is I it? used to used to live in Canada, so I have a different. Oh, did you? Yeah, when I when I was younger, my mom had married a Canadian man, and we moved to Canada for about three or four years. So I got I a little bit different perspective, and you know, I there's a lot of great Canadians out there, but dealing with them on this side of the border made me rethink Canadians a little bit because they are uh, not always the nicest people right. to deal right. with. They kind of give you the I'm better than you because I'm Canadian okay. attitude, you know? Yep, exactly. Kind of shitty, but I mean, <laughs> it, it, it that's is. a small percentage. I'm not racist against all Canadians, you know what I mean? But there, there's, I dealt quite a bit with people who think they're better than yeah, just because they live in a not so free country, but right. different different subject. <laughs> Don't get well, him started. So I I can tell. So we're gonna back up a little bit. We're gonna get back <laughs> on track and and discuss what we're here to talk about this week. This this is your story, your journey into. And forgive me. I don't know how else to, to say it, but like the unconventional world of roller derby, because yeah. it's not one of those activities or sports that gets a whole hell of a lot of attention. I mean, it's out there, but it doesn't have that mainstream popularity that it did once upon a time. You know, right. But uh, you got involved in it. You have a very unique story with it. and. With that, I'm going to turn this over to you. I'm going to sit here and shut the hell up, and I've got my popcorn. I've got my Mountain Dew Zero. I'm ready to roll. Let's 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 go well, here. I mean, if you have any <laughs> questions during this, whole <laughs> I will Please. raise my hand. I will do one one of <laughs> yes. these gimmicks. Yes, raise your hand. Um, okay, so first of all, there's actually um, not a lot of people that actually know what roller derby is and you're right it's definitely not mainstream but it's it's bigger than what you think like it's i don't know like it's 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 big kind of like on the underground you know like i was just going to say that kind of more like a like a underground type of thing yeah there's like there's so many teams in Michigan alone and like they have they have their own like channel on weren't they like featured on ESPN and shit well, like roller derby in general yeah yeah they like, have the world championships and shit on ESPN when they happen right stuff, so. it, it's just like you know ESPN eight the ocho you know that shit doesn't <laughs> exist. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you you gotta you gotta really subscribe to all the ESPNs and all that shit. Yeah. But it really is, you know, there's like these big tournaments and stuff in like all these big cities like Mackinac and stuff. But for those of you that don't know what it is or think you know what it is because you've seen some shit from like the 50s and 60s, roller derby now today was not like what it was. In the 50s, like it's it, the 70s, and 80s, or, I think. I'm sorry, seven, think 70s. 70s was, was that roller derby. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah, 70s. Why do I keep saying 50s and 60s? I'm trying to age it. <laughs> I'm not trying to age it. Oh, um, but so, you know, it, you'd see it on TV. It was kind of almost like a form of, of wrestling, like the shit was fake. You know, there would be girls that would, you know, just haul off and punch people and kick people and try to get them off the track. But that that's not exactly what it is today. So I'm going to read something from the Woofta site. Um, and that's from the who site? The, the Woofta site. 
which okay. is the Women's Flat Track Derby Association. Did I say that right? <laughs> okay. The game of flat track roller derby is played on a flat oval track. Play is broken up into two 30-minute periods and within those periods into units of play called jams, which last up to two minutes. There are 30 seconds between each jam. During a jam, each team fields up to five skaters. Four of these skaters are called blockers. Together, the blockers are called the pack. And the one left is called the jammer. The jammer wears a helmet cover with a star on it, like a big-ass star. Two jammers start each jam behind the pack and score a point for every opposing blocker they lap. Each... Oh, I'm sorry. Because they start behind the pack, they must get through the pack, then all the way around the track to be eligible to score points on the opposing blocker. So two jammers start behind the pack of blockers. When the whistle is called, they have to fight through the blockers, go all the way around the track, and then if they pass an additional blocker on the opposing team that's when you score your first point. Like, you score a point for each person that you pass. I got you. Okay. okay. Um, roller derby is a full contact sport. However, skaters cannot use their head, elbows, forearms, hands, knees, lower legs, or feet to make contact to the opponents. Skaters cannot make contact to the opponent's heads, backs, knees, lower legs, or feet. Play that is unsafe or illegal may result in a skater being a assessed a penalty, which is served by sitting in the penalty box for 30 seconds of jam time. The team with the most points at the end of the game wins. So that's that's kind of how that that's kind of how it goes. And those are that's the WUFTA rules. There's there's two different kinds of um, associations, like two different sets of rules. You got USARS, which is a complete. It's like a Canadian. The Canadian teams, they all play with USAR rules. And then you have WUFTA for these sanctioned games, and and WUFTA plays WUFTA rules. Both are like pretty big, and I mean. The, the differences between the rules, they, they vary. There's, the rule book is like a million pages long. So, I mean, I, I played for, it was like five, six years, and I barely knew all the fucking rules. And they change constantly. Yeah, and they change constantly. I was constantly. going to ask that, too. Constantly changing. Right. So, initially, I had no idea that Derby even existed. I didn't watch the shit during the 70s. I didn't hear nothing about it during, I mean, obviously, you know. Oh, clearly. And I, I'm thinking, yeah, because it's the 50s. I'm not even born yet, and it's, you know. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I hadn't heard of anything like that, and this was shortly after I had gotten out of the MWO and independent wrestling, like, announcing all together. Um, the first time I seen skaters, it was at the Lapeer Days Parade. They were in the parade. There was, like, these women skaters. I didn't even hear that Lapeer even had a league. <clears throat> and one of them came up to me and handed me a flyer. And they were like, oh, my God, you look like you would be so interested in this. And it's like, why? Because I have tattoos and I'm, like, a bigger <laughs> woman, you know? Like, I, I just didn't understand it. So I didn't really give it much thought. Well, then um, my son, Matt, had started the Lapeer Sharks football team. And I met this woman. Her name was Anne. And she was like, we kind of like got buddy-buddy, you know. Um, we were both up there for, you know, the kids. Like, her kids were in cheerleading. And um, Matt was in football. But I was also helping out. Because um, my, <laughs> my neighbors across the street, they own the Sharks football team. So they had asked me if um, if I wanted to help out coaching their cheer team. And normally, I'm not. I know. I know what you're thinking. <laughs> I know you know what I'm thinking. I'm not a cheer person. <laughs> I, I don't like cheerleaders. But 
they were they were little girls and they were they were just so freaking adorable. I just wanted to pinch their little cheeks. And they they gave me they gave me all the damn cheers on a on a list and I had, you know, some of the mom's help and stuff like that. So, I mean, it it turned out nice. I only did it for the one season. It was literally just to like help them out, you know, cuz they were kind of short staffed at the time. But in any case, um I made friends with Anne and she was super super cool and she was like oh my gosh I think you need to she goes I signed up for this roller derby fresh meat boot camp and I'm like roller derby fresh meat boot camp that sounds that sounds terrifying I know I know yeah they they call it fresh meat fresh meat and which it's not called that anymore for I don't know some odd reason I forgot. Did I have an issue with it? Wolfta, yeah, it was. No, it's Wolfta started changing a lot of the rules and changing a lot of the way they would. The verbiage. The verbiage. You know, there's a lot of things in the past that you would call certain things that they no longer use those terms because they could be found to be offensive. So they've changed a lot. So I don't even know what they call it now, but. Yeah. Like, for instance, if you turn your feet um, completely sideways and you're just like skating in one line, like with your skates, you know, vertical from each other, um, we we called it mohawking, and we can't use that anymore because that's a controversial term. There was also mohawking. One, mohawking. There was also one that if you fell on your skate and your wheel went in your bum. We called it skate raping. <laughs> and you can't, like, I, I just got skate raped. That shit hurts. Like, it's I can, terrible. I, like, see the bru- and I mean, you'd fall, and yeah, your foot would go sideways, and you would fall right on your skate, and it would hit, like, your crotch or your butt, and it would hurt so bad. So everyone called it skate raping. <laughs> but they don't call it that no more, which I, I see that. Yeah, I, yeah. I get that. But in any case, so she she basically talked me into it. I was like, okay, well, I don't know nothing about it. And, you know, she was like, oh, my gosh, you can just, like, meet new people. And, you know, it's like a, a good workout, even if you don't like it. And, you know, some people make the team. Some people don't. You know, like, you, you have to you have to pass this test. And I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll go and see what it's all about. So I I went to the first fresh meat meeting and, you know, I I didn't know anybody in there except for one girl that I went to school with. I didn't even like her. Like we weren't friends or anything like that. Um, But I didn't even recognize it was her anyways because she had changed so much. Um, So... I went to the meeting and it was very informative and you have to like purchase this in order to play, like not, not even just to do fresh meat in order to play. You have to purchase this package, this package, which includes like your skates, your helmet, your elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards, all that good shit. And it's like 350 bucks. So like you're, if you start this, like you're making a big commitment like this is a big investment on something you know that you don't even know and and then they um it was like a little bit after the meeting we actually kind of seen them in action and although our team didn't start out as good it was like just watching them hit each other was really awesome to me <laughs> For, you know, weird purposes. So I decided to make the jump. And I'm like, well, I have a hard time putting myself out there anyways to women. Like, because at that point, like, all I have was, I, I have just like, a, I think like two girlfriends at that time. But the majority of my friends were guys. So I'm like, oh, you know, I should probably put myself out there a little bit more and try a new venture from wrestling because it looks so dangerous and so crazy and so I did it so I joined fresh meat boot camp which is like six weeks of just grueling 
shit that they make you do on skates. And um, it's, so like they make you work out and then they teach you the game and then you have to like do all these obstacles. And then at the end of it, you get this, you have to do this skills test where you basically display everything you learned um, in one day and you get tested. And if you got a score of something over, I think it was like, you had to score like over 60 points. I can't remember that exact number. Um, you, you'd get on the team. You had a question? I do have. I have a couple of them. Okay. First one is, is to Tim. Now, when you hear of the roller derby idea, how is it presented to you, and what is your initial thought on, on all of this? Well, I mean, honestly, she brought it up. <clears throat> And I said, uh, go for it. I had no idea what the hell it was. And I, I didn't know for a while. <clears throat> Sorry. So, like, I, I looked up some videos online and stuff like that and tried to figure out. I just I just remember her coming home with all these bruises all over her, just from falling all the time and going, what the hell are you doing, you know? But I'm not the type of person that's going to stop her from doing what she wants to do, you know, if it's, if it's something different, you know, for her to get out and do... And it was something for her to do at the time, because at the time that she got into it, I was still wrestling. Right. So it was like, she's always following me all over the place, and you know, I'm wrestling all over the place, and she doesn't have any hobbies. So it's like, do you want to start a new hobby? Go for it. You know, I don't know what the hell it is. You know, it sounds crazy, but I'm like, go for it, you know? It makes all the difference in the world. And Amy, I got to believe when... I mean, were you nervous at all about bringing this topic up to Tim? I mean, were you, were you, did you think he would hate it? And if he did express his, his displeasure over it or whatever, would you have pursued it anyway? I, I, I wasn't nervous to tell him like what it was. Cause he's, I mean, he's always been like super supportive of, of anything I do, you know, and, and me with him, you know, That's if he huge. were to continue, yeah. If he wanted to continue doing his stuff, I supported him. I traveled with him. I went everywhere, you know, and just made sure he was okay and stuff like that. And, um, my nervousness to tell him anything was about like the startup fee when I found out what it was because you had to pay for the six week training course plus which was like it was like $65 or $85 or something but I mean you know back then it was kind of like oh that's that's a lot of money you know right um, yeah, it was definitely tighter back then. Yeah, so. but then it's like then telling him, oh yeah, this uh this fresh meat package that I if I if I make the team like I'll need this shit anyways was three hundred and fifty dollars. So that I was I was pretty nervous about. Um, cause it's a it's almost like you know your your MLM stupid marketing groups. You know you. Like Mary Kay, for example. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I thought you'd get a chuckle. I appreciate that. Thank you. Yep. In order to sell Mary Kay, you have to purchase a, a, a package, a, a bundle of all of this fucking nonsensical shit that you got to now sell to everyone else. Right. Well, this I wasn't selling and I couldn't make any money on it. So it was just kind of like, oh, my God, this is this is a lot. And they had, I mean, don't get me wrong. It wasn't like, oh, you have to buy, like, this exact shit. But that really was, like, the cheapest thing you could have done. Because skates alone were $200. And a helmet alone is 50 bucks. So, you know, for $350, you're getting the skates, the wheels, the bearings, your elbow pads, knee pads, wrist guards, mouth guard, and your helmet. Like so, all of it for three hundred and fifty bucks. It it was it was the best package you could ever get it. You know, at like the right. best price. Which what they don't tell you is the skates don't last very long. The, I made my skates the, last a while. They lasted a few seasons. 
And the expenses never really stop because you got to constantly keep buying wheels for different floors. For I didn't have to. No, but <laughs> it made it easier, you know, as you start. I wore my skates until they broke during gameplay. And then I still continued doing it, even though it was making me fucking fall everywhere. Everywhere. Now, skates, are we talking like the old school four-wheel gimmicks, or are we talking the blades? They're quads. No, they're they're four wheel and they're 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 speed skates. Like they're they're roller derby roller skates. They're not like like regular. I know you're not gonna know what I'm saying about like moxies. Okay, so they're not like you go to a skating rink and you you rent the fucking brown boots. Yeah, they're not. The they're not like that skates. at all. They are like low derby like they're they're speed skates initially and yeah like you you do have to change out your bearings sometimes you gotta change out your wheels you know but you don't really learn any of that until after you've played and you're like what the fuck is wrong with me like i can't stay up on my skates for some reason like they're wonky and then they start telling you oh well you need new cushions and you need new bearings and you need all this shit in which when you go through your fresh meat boot camp, they do tell you and show you like how to replace everything on your skates. So, you know, like you, I know everything about my skates. I know how to take the state skates completely apart and put them all back together. You know, like it's, it's crazy. So, yeah, I'm, I'm looking up here. This is the one I, I, I needed to get a visual. I'm looking up what, these type of skates look like and yeah well my my second pair after my first pair broke finally my second pair my husband is so awesome he let me get bont skates and they were shipped to me from australia and they're um the best pair of skates i've ever owned and i like i still have them they are absolutely amazing and worth all four hundred dollars <laughs> I would imagine with stuff like this, you get what you pay for, right? I oh, mean, yeah. You, if, if you want good quality shit, you're going to have to spend spend some coin on it, right? Yeah, yeah. Kind of like, but, like a good pair of wrestling boots, right, Tim? I that's mean, if, right. you know, these aren't Converse high tops we're wearing. Right, you know? right. But I've never bought another pair of knee pads. I never, I still have all of my, my freshy knee pads elbow pads and wrist guards i actually i still even have my helmet what you do it's all or, it's all original yeah. i never changed it out Probably i should have replaced your i know helmet i should have i should have yeah i should have replaced she, my helmet she used to take a lot of dives <clears throat> you know and it's 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 an aggressive sport like it's hard to picture in your head what it is but if you could imagine like the best way i've always explained it to people is like a cross between like football and hockey you know if you could imagine your jammers being the running backs and trying to get through the defensive line but they're hitting each other like they're playing hockey you know they're checking each other like they're playing hockey and, and they're they're vicious and i'll get into stories about that later on how crazy these women are that we're playing and how hard they hit because like this one right here about killed me a few times just trying to show up but um, I wasn't trying to show off. This they, other girl thought she could hit harder than me, so I just showed her that I couldn't, or that oh, she couldn't. I was the bro. But but he was the one holding the the hit pad. <laughs> I feel so bad, but I knocked uh, myself over anyway. So yeah, so I did I did the course, and of course there was like there was like eight people in our class. And only four of us actually made it through. So it was, yeah, it was, it was pretty special. It was, it was pretty special. And actually in Derby world, like when you have a, when you have a class of eight skaters and one fresh meat, um, like that's, that's pretty big. It's pretty big. It's really hard to recruit people into Derby. Number one, because they don't know what it is. Number two, they think they're too old or too big or, you know, it, it really is like for everyone. We had like this, this, there was this one lady and, and I absolutely love her. Her name is Legend. 
and picking out names too. We'll get to that in just a second. So her name was Legend, and she was like, she was like in her fifties. And man, she, whew, she could hit. She could hit. Um, you know, there's, you have to be over eighteen, and that's the only that's the only restriction you had. We had bigger women. We had super tiny little women. There, there is no position that these people can't play, you know, because of their size or, you know, their, their age. It's, it, it pretty, it, it is pretty like all inclusive, you know? So I, I did like that, how I didn't feel alone about being, you know, a bigger girl. Cause in wrestling, like you're used to seeing all those skinny bitches and, you know, skinny workers and stuff like that. And like, you just, I don't know, like being a bigger girl, it's, it's hard, you know, it's, it's when you start comparing yourself and then you got like ring rats and all that stuff. And you're just like, what in the fuck is wrong with me? So I really, I really liked the size inclusivity, inclusivity, I should say. Um, that Derby had presented. So yeah, so I made it. So the next thing is picking out your Derby name. I had such a hard time with my Derby name. Um, my friend Anne actually made the team as well. Her Derby name was Betty Bonecracker. <laughs> and I was toying with like I think it was like Roxy Rotten or Lita Lethal. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking with those names because I ended up like I posted it on Facebook like, which one do you guys think I should be? And, you know, everyone basically it was like basically they they voted in like Lita Lethal was like the general consensus. So I put that initially on my form and then I was like, that that doesn't even fit me. Like, first of all, it's you know, it, it sounds like a, his, a Hispanic name and I'm, I'm not Hispanic. And it was just, it was just bizarre. Like neither name really fit me. And it was, it was hard because sometimes like people will just call you something and they won't let it go. And so everyone, like my coach was like, we'll call you five star. And I was like, why are you calling me five star? And he's like, cause your last name is Sheridan. And he's like, you know, the hotel five star. And I was like, the fucking hotel's name is Sheraton. You know, like not Sheridan. That's not even a hotel. Like that makes no sense. So he's like, I don't care. I like it. So he just started calling me five star. And then he was calling me something else. And I mean, I had like a million different names before I just, because he kept calling me five star, I ended up taking my, um, I had a, I had a sponsor, which was Dyson, um, Dyson Price. I don't know if you know him from wrestling in the Indies. Um, he had passed away and he was, he was the one that when I got hired for ring announcing through the Indies, He's the one that gave me my name, Juju Daily. And so he had sponsored me for like derby gear and stuff to like kind of help with the cost throughout the seasons. And um, on my on my shorts that I wore, like I had I had this like Dyson logo that he like gave me or whatever. And it just it just said Dyson and it was in this round circle thing. It was it was so funny. I can't believe he made me wear that, but <laughs> it was funny. And he was like, your name should just be Juju. And he's like, that's what everyone calls you anyways, like here. And I'm just like, you know what? I should. So I said, okay, my name is Juju. And then my coach was like, no, your name is five star. And I was like, no, my my name is Juju star. How about that? And he's like, all right, I like that. We can compromise. So Juju Star was. And then we got to pick out our numbers. And my number is 524. And 524 is Matthew's birthday. Why? Because that kid's my number one customer. <laughs> so. <laughs> I love it. 
Yeah. Yeah. So Juju Star 524 was a part of the Queens. So, and picking out derby names, super important because that is what you literally are going to be known by for the whole time you're in derby. Yeah. Like, we had so many women on the team. And, like, I'm not talking a lot right now because I didn't come into the picture at derby until, like, year three, I think, or even really got around. I went to all the bouts and stuff like that. It was but, year two. Well, year two, I was only, no, it was year three. I think, yeah, because then four and five, I was more a part of it. But um, you, we had so many women on the team. I don't know really maybe a handful of their names, but I know all their derby names. So you don't go by your regular name anymore. That like that is who you are, and that's what everybody knows you by, like everywhere. So it's it's important. It's kind of like wrestling, you know. Like when I was in wrestling, I went by Tommy Klein. Nobody knew my damn name. They just always called me Tommy. You know what I mean? There's a select few that actually knew what my actual name was. So it is important to pick something that's gonna stick and you know not sound stupid well there's a lot of stupid names in derby well and you have to check your name on this this derby name register and to make sure that nobody because you can't have the same name as someone else in in your state so there were so many teams in our state there was um i don't know how they ended up doing it but there's like the sugar and spikes there is like four sugar and spikes and they all go by sugar. So whenever someone says, oh yeah, like sugar and spikes signed up for this sugar and spike, you never knew who the fuck they were talking about. Right. So we were told by um, the president of the Queens, because it was actually the, the Demolition Derby Queens was a nonprofit organization. And, um, so there was there was a board and this this is super important later on in this story that there's there's a board so you need a president and a treasurer and a secretary and a skater advocate and a vice president and so uh the president had told us that you know you you have to you have to check your name on the registry because i really 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 wanted to be Roxy Balboa, because I love Rocky. (laughs) That's great. Right, right. So when I checked that name on the registry, it was taken by some girl in like, in like Texas or something. And I was like, oh, well, that's cool. I can still use it because she's not in Michigan. And the president was like, no, you can't use that. So I was like, okay, that's fine. So then I just ended up using... Yeah, Juju, Juju Star, which worked out good anyways, because that's what all my friends knew me as anyways, was Juju Daily, you know, the ring announcer. It was just the last name. Right. So, um, so yeah, like, that's how I initially got on the team. I mean, it was, it was hell. Fresh meat is hell. Like, literally. Um, that isn't a thing any longer either, is it? But... Fresh meat skills testing. I think they got rid of that. No, I, well, I know it used to be you had a skills test every, um, every year. You had to like requalify for your skills or you couldn't play in any bouts. That's, yeah, it's like boxing, you know, they're called bouts. They're not called games or, you know, whatever. They're called bouts. Um, so yeah, you couldn't, you couldn't do any of that bouting per se unless you pass a skills test like every year um but it should have gotten easier but whoop does stop that like they once you pass a skills test once you don't need to do it again so i appreciated that because they have this thing called 27 and 5 it's 27 laps around your flat track in five minutes like you you have to get 27 laps in five minutes. I know that seems like it's easy, but it is so fucking difficult. I, I couldn't do it today. I couldn't even, there's no way like towards the end, it was super, super hard to get 20. Well, no, at the end I, I could have done it, but I mean, 
barely anyone got 27 and 5 and you didn't have to they just basically counted up what laps you got and like that's how many points you had but some leagues in Michigan if you don't pass the 27 and 5s like if you don't get the 27 laps you don't get on the team period it doesn't matter what you scored throughout the test which is yeah it's like it's fucked up because every league has their own kind of like set of rules for the same skills test so the skills test is handed to you basically by WUFDA and, you know, like they, they say, okay, you, you have to make sure your skater can do this and this and this and this and this. And if they can do that, then, you know, they, they are deemed safe to skate. Because you don't, you don't want any unsafe people. I mean, like, you can fucking hurt yourself so bad. So bad in that sport. I, I would imagine. Right. But the way that you conducted the test, your for passing had to be in their range but you could you could pick the score for passing and um the the way that you did it like the way that you calculated points was was all up to you like you your league so as long as you just you know they had to pass the skills so some people definitely got you know they're, they're 27 laps. And actually, I, I I did not. I think I got like 25 or something like that. But I still passed the skills test. So thank God our group didn't have that rule. Because otherwise I would have never went through all of the goddamn torment that I did. <laughs> uh, no, but it was... It was good. It was, it was grueling. I mean, like, you really felt the burn. You had to do, like, a lot of outside outside activities and I actually I felt part of a team like it was it was super nice in the beginning it it really was like everyone was super welcoming for the most part you know you you had like a couple people but that were a little off and you know that you just didn't agree with but when you get a group of women together and they're 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 hitting each other and you know stuff like that and practicing it's it can it can get a little tough, but again, in the beginning, it didn't really seem didn't really seem all that bad. Like you seen what there were there were still clicks, you know. You seen what clicks there was, who hung out with who, who did stuff outside of work, or I'm sorry, outside of derby. Did you have something? No. Just... Oh, you were just yawning. Okay. I, I, that was going to be my first question. In, in relation to this part of it was you're walking in like you're no stranger to locker rooms yeah you know um obviously this one is a com- on a completely different realm than what you had come from yeah because you know a professional wrestling locker room has its own aura it has its own reputation it has a lot of the dynamics that I I would imagine you don't see in Derby. Now, still the similarities are there in some aspects. You see a newcomer, for the lack of a better term, come into the locker room. I was going to ask how how were you received? I mean, obviously you have answered that to a, a large part of this, but I would imagine that there were some in there that were concerned about you coming in and being a threat to their quote unquote spot. Would would that be fair to say? No, that wouldn't be fair to say. Um, Because I wasn't, I was not a threat to anyone. First of all, like I was, I was super intimidated. Like when I actually made the, the team and like got to be a part of all the team stuff, like, I mean, here's the truth. I can sit there and talk to an assload of guys and not be scared at all. You know, they're they're men like I, I know how to handle them, you know, but when it comes to women, it's it's a whole it's a whole nother thing. And that's part of the reason why I joined was, you know, I, I wanted to get familiar with that and you know, I I wanted to get to know other women, but it was, it was incredibly intimidating, you know, like these, these girls to me, a newbie coming in, like they were good. And I was like, I knew how to skate, you know, like my skating skills were pretty good and on point. It was just like the knee taps and like lifting 
you know, you had to like jump over these obstacles. I had never lifted my fucking legs like off the ground on roller skates in my life. Like, I mean, stopping wasn't really an issue. Like I knew all the stops, you know, how to T-stop, turn around, toe stop and plow stop. You know, like you have to know those three ways of stopping because those that it like that is derby you're you're going to go fast and then you have to fucking stop real fast so you have to know how to do these things and do do them right and i wasn't necessarily like the best at it you know like i didn't know how to hit people correctly so that it would actually knock them you know knock them down or or whatnot or, or make it hurt or move them on skates like i didn't know any of that and so like i didn't go in there like confident at all and I I was like a mouse you know like I didn't really talk unless I was talked to I didn't really start opening up I know right I just can't imagine this I I feel like you're bullshitting me right now because I'm not I was that I was that scared like if you can imagine you know like walking into just a group full of women I mean, it's, it's terrifying and they're like, they're strong, beautiful women, you know? And it's like, I seen where my insecurities lied like super quick, but it's not like they were mean to me, you know, like none of them were mean. The spot thing did kind of come up because we did have over 14 people on our team and you can only have 14 people rostered for a game. So there were going to be people that split up or like that, that didn't get rostered for that game. So they, you know, they couldn't play. Um, So in order to get a spot, you had to show up to practice. You had to pay your dues on time. You had to like log in these points for like extra activities outside of Derby, um, showing up to Derby events and stuff got you points. Like all the things that you did inside of this, this organization, it got you points so that you could be rostered in the top 14 people that had the highest points. They're the ones that got rostered for, for games. That becomes very important later on too. So, <laughs> so I, I mean, do you when you talk about doing things outside of the organization, are, are you talking like going into the community and doing shit or? Yeah. OK, yes, we build houses like we helped um, Habitat for Humanity build houses. We've um, put on a water drive for the Flint water crisis. Um, we oh, God, like we went to the guns versus hoses hockey games and would like distribute our flyers and just be like little girls that just, you know, skated around and in our like little derby underwear, you know, (laughs) I mean, I always wore leggings under my shorts. So it was like black leggings and then those shorts. And then you had, you know, you had your Jersey, which our colors were purple and red. And it was, you know, they were just such neat colors and like I I don't know like I felt really awesome going into this they were a great group of ladies they were for the most part accepting and actually like the team that we had when I first joined um it it kind of was like like a little mini chick family you know like when you go out there and do all these things and you see how much they put into the community, you know, and, and other surrounding. And when people have like hard times, like our coach had a fucking stroke and we were like making meals for their whole family. Cause they had like a million kids and um, his wife was the president. Um, it just, I don't know, we would like donate money and rally behind these families and we'd have like award banquets and stuff like we really every weekend, every week, it was like derby, 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 derby. Like, what are we going to do for derby? It was it was really cool to kind of like have something again that wasn't as bad as wrestling. And, and I'm not talking about like when Tim was in wrestling, 
because Tim did really, really good in there. And I really liked going there and not having to work it. So I'm not talking about that kind of stuff. I'm talking about like when I when I did work it, it was it was terrible, like the way that you're treated and, you know, stuff like that. And people just take advantage of you. And, you know, I mean, it's they're just they're they're terrible people. You know, they're they're not like the ones where you grew up on, so to speak, like the MWO, you know, they're just you guys are in a different class. So different class of people. Um, so yeah, like Derby, it was, it was super exciting. And I actually, the first, the first bout that we had coming up in our, in our season, I, I got rostered for, and it was my first game and it was, I've never sat out not one game. I've always been rostered for every single game. I, I wasn't the best player. I definitely wasn't the worst player um, by any means, but eventually, like, I stopped, I stopped learning, learning derby, like, I couldn't, I couldn't learn anymore, and I don't know if it was because of my coach's coaching skills, or if I just wasn't getting it, or if I had to have it explained, like, in a different way, but I ended up going to the scrimmages, which, Apparently, I wasn't allowed to do because you can't. Apparently, our league's rules is unless you get permission, you cannot do a scrimmage in your first year of being a freshie. And I was like, I want to learn more and I want to do these scrimmages. And my coach was like, no. And the president was like, no. So I did them anyway. And, and that's when I started learning. When I started playing with different teams, that's when I fucking exploded. Like, I started doing better and learning more and learning about the game more and learning, like, different styles of gameplay, which was super complicated because we were taught, like, one way to play derby. And that's in a four wall. You had to have a fucking four wall. While all the other teams me and Tim were noticing we're playing a triangle and I know you don't know what that means but they're just they're different ways to start out the jam but they're like super effective so that the jammer can't get by you in the fucking first place so there's this thing called the four wall where there's four people that are standing right next to each other and they make this wall of people and the jammer is supposed to bust through that legally it's super easy to do why? Because they're all there in a line. And all you got to do is hit one of the themes and boom, they're through. Right. Our team was the worst team in the entire state of Michigan. Well, like, we were, <laughs> we were fucking terrible. And I was like, why are we so bad? You know, like, I see these girls and they're working their asses off and they're working their asses off with what they've been taught. Well... Apparently, there was, like, better ways to play derby, right? And I found out some of these better ways by going to other scrimmages and learning from other people. But still, at the same time, this point in time, when she'd go back to play with her team, she had to go back into that four wall. Even though she was learning a different way outside, they weren't allowed at that time to play any other type of derby than what the one individual coach wanted. Yes. How frustrating was that for you? Oh, my God. I mean, it your was, face tells a story, but, I mean, this is an audio show, so. When you sit there and watch 20 women, like 15 to 20 women, just fucking day in and day out, bleed, bruise, sweat, tears, wondering what the fuck they're doing wrong and why they can't win a game. They never won a game. Like, when I joined, they had never won a game. I I didn't know that. Like, I, I had no idea who these fucking people were in the first place. I didn't know that they were, like, the bottom of the fucking basket in Michigan. I had no idea. But let me tell you, and and I, I think we're, we're going to stop here because we're running in on, in a, on, on about an hour, right? Yeah. A little over an hour. So, so we're going to stop here, but 
When I joined, we were the worst fucking team in the history of, of, of fucking the state of Michigan. When I left, we were D2 second place fucking champs. And I was the captain. So. Ooh, the plot thickens. There we go. <laughs> Oh, that's going to be cool. And we had a second coach. Yes. So that'll be on the next timeline, because she's about at the time where I started showing up and making my presence known, and then eventually I weaseled my way into bench coaching, but I changed a lot of shit in the process, or fought to change a lot of shit. And then we'll get into that story yeah. next time. It was so. it was heartbreaking just watching these girls give everything they have and and come out losers. Like it was fucking heartbreaking. Well, listen, I I think you have paced this out perfectly. You know, this this episode a little over an hour into it, you've kind of laid the groundwork where where you started, why you started, and where kind of the good part of it right so yeah. now we're going to start making that transition into the further along you go the thing the more things are going to start going off the rails a little bit right right so very this look this is very compelling shit and like i'm not even close to getting and like i knew this was going to be a cool story i just didn't realize i didn't know how far into the weeds you were going to go with it so, oh, there's so much more. This might actually be a three-parter. <laughs> see, I, I said that, and you're like, oh, yeah. it's only going to be two. Yeah, no, now that I'm thinking about it, yeah, it, it probably will be. Hey, there's nothing wrong with that. Everybody loves a good trilogy. You know, yeah. As, as, as long as it's done right, so people love them. And this, is a, this is a good story, and... I am very much looking forward to the next chapter in this, and that will be, um, assuming everything goes according to plan, that will be next week's episode here on The Real Podcast. Uh, before we put a bow on this episode, I, I just want to say some a couple of things. One, Tim, absolute pleasure of having you on the show, brother. Thank you for having me. Um, 